0: This is Michael Mazzaki, and you are listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.
1: Hey, everyone! Lou Lombardi here. and uh, back with you with another interview on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Uh, today, I've got Michael Mazzaki on the line. Great singer-songwriter has done a lot of cool stuff. A multi-talented, multi-instrumentalist guy. Uh, really excited to talk to Mike. Who's got some? Uh, he really covers a lot of territory. Uh, Sonically with his uh, songwriting. Uh, by, by no means a one trick pony, really excited to have him on. For, let's get started here. Before we get into the uh, talking to Michael, I want to thank our sponsors, uh, our longtime sponsor, Positively Pittsburgh Live Magazine, that is PPL Mag. Dot com Pittsburgh's first internet radio, TV network, online community magazine, and business directory. Uh, this is a place to listen to, watch, download, receive emails with the latest audio and video created by members of the community. <clears throat> there's coupons. There's all kinds of great stuff. You can advertise your page there. You can subscribe to any page. You can get an RRS fee, RSS feed for any of the great uh, 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 audio or video podcasts that are out there. We're on there, so you definitely want to check it out. That is pplmag.com. Like I said, you are listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, and if if you like these interviews and you like great music that – a corporate radio just refuses to play, you want to go to com. Every Wednesday, there's a new interview, and every Saturday, there's a new music podcast. <clears throat> and today, speaking of interviews, uh, Michael Mazzacchi is an eclectic artist who is constantly striving to try new sounds while blending old sounds in new ways. He frequently uses vintage instruments to create vibrant, exciting, and sometimes harrowing music. In the studio, Mizaki often works alone, playing nearly everything on the record, down to mixing the songs. His songs and albums range from folk to country to indie rock to pop, rock and roll. Here we go. His solo work uh, 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 tends towards the more intimate confessions of a singer-songwriter, while his band, the Von Furs, is a revitalization of straight-ahead classic rock and roll. Mazzocchi's music is a breath of fresh air in today's digital world. Michael, welcome to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.
0: Thanks for having me. How are you?
1: <laughs> I'm doing great, man.
0: Um, cool.
1: We, we got your Southern California?
0: I am in Southern California, yeah. Uh,
1: cool, cool. Um, so, Mike, how did you, uh, Michael, how did you get started uh in music. Let's go. Let's just start at the beginning and kind of ke- ke- get us up to speed here with how you got started what you have been doing and go ahead.
0: Sure. Uh I mean it was sort of an accident actually. Uh I was in in college in upstate New York. Cause I'm from New York. And uh I was attending one of the SUNY schools there and the winters obviously as a lot of people know are really long and uh can't really do much outside for about 6 months out of the year and so I got this funny notion that it <laughs> At like 19 years old, whereas everyone else I knew that started music started really young, I was going to start doing it. So uh, I just slowly cobbled together little bits of uh, recording equipment. And then, you know, the initial stuff upon realizing that it sounds bad, you're, you kind of have to try to work with it. And then I just got <laughs> kind of obsessed with it. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, I mean, so you got one. So,
1: so the first thing you wanted to do <laughs> before playing an instrument or anything was to get recording gear.
0: Yeah, I actually kind of went at it. I mean, I got a guitar, basically, and I think I kind of changed my computer into, into working that way, uh, and I didn't know anyone that did that stuff, so it was very much shooting in the dark.
1: Oh, wow. <clears throat> so in terms of actually playing, because you do play all the instruments, um, what did you do? Did you just start kind of feeling your way through, or did you, did you eventually take any kind of uh, lessons from anybody or have anybody come in to help you out?
0: No, yeah, no lessons at all. Um, I mean, it was very, uh, I guess it was kind of a utilitarian situation where I sort of had to just make everything I had work. Um, and as I as I started to record more and more, uh, you know, and you kind of get to the point where you're like, well, I'd like to have more than just an acoustic guitar on this song. And I said, I'd like to add a bass. So then I had to start learning how to play bass. And then when it got to drums, that was a whole other, uh, <laughs> it was a fun headache, you know? And then I kind of one piece at a time just was like, well, I can kind of do all these things. And then the trick is to try to start doing them well.
1: Uh, Who did you like when you first started? Did you have any sort of sound in mind? Did you have artists that you go like, yeah, I'd like to kind of maybe do that
0: or, you know, anything? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's probably still a lot of the same stuff. I mean, I've become more aware of what's around, uh, you know, in the last handful of years as I've been doing it more and more, but, uh, I mean, in the beginning, it was it was very much Dylan and, and Neil Young and uh, the Beatles and the Stones and stuff like that. I kind of just came from that school. My dad was a big Springsteen fan also, so I heard a lot about Bruce Springsteen when I was a kid, and I kind of always thought that was a very romantic notion of this, this guy coming from Jersey and then going out and playing all these shows and putting on four-hour concerts and whatnot. <laughs> okay, cool.
1: Um, so, But at some point... Now, at some point, you get from New York to, to – how, how do you get to the West Coast?
0: What happens? Uh, biz- bizarre. Um, it was actually bizarre. <clears throat> I was in my last year of, of college at the, at the state school, and uh, it was, I started to slowly <laughs> not attend classes as much as I was supposed to. <laughs> right. <laughs> so at the, end of the, uh, at the end of the semester, I kind of walked in. Luckily, I was an English major, so I had a little bit of an angle with it. Um, but I kind of walked up to some of my professors after, you know, 40 absences and I was like, I, yeah, I haven't been here, but I did make this album. And so I started to kind of hand it out to people. And then I had a friend who I actually met at a coffee house that I was playing every Wednesday at. And he actually was attending USC at the time, but he took like a year off from school. And he said, uh, kind of on a whim, he said, Hey, uh, a buddy of mine is, is buying a, a ranch in California after he gets out of college. Do you want to live there? And it, and it was, I mean, I don't know what kind of decision it was, but it was the, a young man's decision to go. Yeah, sure. <laughs> of course, <laughs> a ranch
1: in Weird. California, sun, <laughs> a nice weather, hell yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just very strange. Five winters in in like the Syracuse area, and that's Ooh. Know, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Oh
1: my gosh. So, so you go out there, you move, so you take all your gear, you move into this house, and what do you just get right into music right there? What, how? how does it happen? And I want to know what about the Von furs, like how that, how, how that comes about too. Sure.
0: Um, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I am a, uh, if nothing else kind of obsessive about just keep, keep working has always been my motto about it. It's, I'm not very good at promotion. I've never been good at the other stuff, but the, the idea of, you know, if you're a musician, you should work, you should play music, you should write music all the time. It should be the only thing that you sort of do. Cause you know, I feel like if, if, if you don't dedicate yourself 100% to something like that, then at the, you know, at the end of your days, you're going to look back and go, well, I probably could have tried a little harder. So <laughs> when I moved there, I, I jumped right into it. I think the day I moved in, well, I got there at night, um, and then I unpacked the next day, and then the next day after that, I just started recording an album. And then I, I immediately after that album did another album. Wow. sort of how I've worked since then just just keep cranking them out just so, yeah. so
1: when, when do the how when do the the von furs like how does that come together and and what happens there
0: uh the von furs was initially um i had a little gap between uh between another band that i was kind of doing for a while called the widows uh that was a bunch of my friends and i didn't quite know what to do next and the thing that i sort of did know was that i wanted to i wanted to do it alone but i also wanted it to be i couldn't just go back to the albums before that band and act like it didn't happen. Okay. Um, so essentially I kind of sat down to try to come up with a new sound. And I actually spent like almost three years on one album, uh, which ended up being love and taxidermy. And uh, sort of at the end of it, I said, I'm going to call this a band name. Cause it doesn't feel like a, a solo album. Um, hmm. And then I sort of, uh, I had a, a manager type fellow named David Greenblatt approach me and just say, Hey, I want, you know, I want to see the band. And I said, yeah, the band. Uh, okay, um, and I just sort of like over the course of the next week called some friends and was like, "Hey, so we need to have a band, um, and it needs to be this name, and here's the songs." And then everybody luckily agreed, and we kind of just had at it that way.
1: I like your approach, a, man. You know, just go out and do it, and then oh, okay, we'll figure it out.
0: Yeah, you know, honestly, yeah, I always, I always felt. Uh, I had, I had a few people tell me pretty early on, if you, if you have songs and you, and you write good music, uh, the rest of the stuff should happen, you know? So mm. just approach it that way. And I've always kind of tried to, uh, you know, it's maybe a little naive, but at the same time, I think there's something nice about that and pure about it.
1: Um, how much, like, are you writing constantly or pretty much?
0: The, the, yeah, all the time. Your MO, all Yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, I, mean I even... You know, I just, I have, I have the, with modern technology, we have, you know, phones that can record voice memos. And when mm-hmm. I went to go make this most recent record, I went through like a thousand voice memos. and was like, geez, I need to start finishing some of these and make them into full songs.
1: Hey, how, I wanted to ask you, speaking of that, because I do a lot of the same thing too. I, I, you know, I got this idea, I got that idea, I got it all. How do you like knuckle down to like say, okay, no, I'm going to finish something and turn it into an actual like, song? Like, what, you know, do, do you just uh, have a feeling that certain things just kind of jump out at you and say, yeah, I like that, or no, I don't like that? Yeah. How do you decide yeah, for what, sure. what to work on? I mean, I,
0: mean, Lou, it's, I mean, to a certain extent, Lou, it's, it's blind commitment. It's commitment to an idea and an ideal. I mean, it's you know, it's like if, if you decide you're going to take a vacation, you just kind of have to book the flight and go. It's, it's sort of mm. the same thing with, with songs for me. It's like, a, it's a lot of very quick bursts um, I, I, never sit down and labor over one song for, you know, over the course of six months, uh, cause it'll never happen that way. So I sort of will, will jot down, here's, here's a verse and a chorus and then I kind of leave it on my phone. And then a lot of times I forget about it. And then when it comes time and I'm like, I think I have enough songs, I start going through and go like, okay, I'm going to make this one into a full song. I'll make this one into a full song. I'll put these two together. Uh, mm. and at that point it's, it's literally just commit to the idea and then see it through and see where it goes. And sometimes it doesn't work and sometimes it does, but when it does, it's, you know, it's more fun that way. Do you have a, do you
1: have a lot of stuff that never sees the light of day?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. There's, there's a lot, a lot. Um, I mean, last year I tried to clear out some of that stuff just because there was such a huge gap for a while, uh, because love and me that first on first record took so long. Um, that I was like, geez, I just kept making almost full albums and scrapping them until I got to the sound that I wanted to get to. So last year I put out like three records on (laughs) over the course of like a week or two, you know, with no album cover. I I wasn't like an official release type thing, but I just sort of decided it would sort of cleanse the vault a little bit to get them out.
1: Um, You, now I watched, uh, there's a, a, a vi- there's a video on your Reverb Nation page and you talk about the, the painting on this on your CD cover on your new your new CD is World in Pieces is that the new record?
0: Uh, well the album's called uh, The Cold War so The uh, World in oh, Pieces is, is the first track off it
1: yes. I'm sorry I, you're right okay The Cold it, it, what's, the, what's the title of it again? The Cold War The Cold, the cold War okay mm-hmm. um, now and you said that you painted this, the cover now so you did, obviously yes. have some talent now so, somehow, between all this songwriting, you find time to paint. Now, tell do you paint other stuff, too? or?
0: Oh, God. I mean, honestly, I'm not a very good painter. It's, sort okay. of a, it's a thing that I do that essentially helps me to, uh, at least for a minute, I can focus on something else. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, a lot of times I'll do it at night. I'll, uh, while I was making the album, I kind of, uh, I had a routine that I got into over, the, over like three and a half months or so, where I would work for, you know, 12 hours, 14 hours, and then I would stop. And just make a, you know, have a beer and, and sit down and, and try to like put on a movie on silent. And then I would sit down and just start jotting down ideas about covers and things like that. And eventually I sketched a cover. Uh, and then I was like, yeah, that'd be a cool idea. And I, I thought it was kind of nice that I'd never done that before to have an actual painting be the cover of an album. So uh, in all its amateur glory, I figured maybe it would be kind of endearing, you know? It's, it's
1: not, it, it looks really cool. it's re- And it really fits like the your like, the, the vibe and the genre and everything that you do, um, like really well. So congratulations. You. I, think it, I think it worked out. The title of the album, the cold war is that, is, is this, sort of, uh, is this, is it political or is that just sort of metaphoric?
0: Yeah, no, it is. It, it's certainly in there. It's, it's, it's not, I mean, the cold war, uh, that we already had. I had an idea one day where I, I was kind of thinking about the fact that, that we're, we're sort of in a cold war now. Um, uh, you know, with, with the way that technology is and the internet. And there's, there's sort of, I guess, if you had to shorten it, it's like it's political, but it's also sort of the, the Cold War of the, the human heart, you know? Mm. Um, and the idea that we're all trying to figure out sort of how do we fit into this weird, huge universe that we live in now that, uh, it can you know, it can be kind of jarring and confusing. And uh, I think it's important to sort of figure out where you, how you fit into it, you know, so you can kind of be okay.
1: Okay. All right. I got you. Um, you know, in preparation for uh, this today, uh, I Googled you and you have an IMDB page. I do. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your work with film. Cause you, you know, there's some credits here. Tell us a little bit about like what you've been, what you've done in
0: that, uh, uh, in, in that realm there. Well, I mean, it's, it's sort of been two different things. I've had two different kind of mini uh, adventures with that stuff. Uh, one of it, one of the two, is sort of I would have friends who, you know, it's I'm in mean, near Los Angeles. There's a lot of people making movies, and obviously I, I'm going to run into filmmakers and become friends with them. And then they'd sort of say, "Hey, I'm making this 10 minute movie. Would you mind doing a song for it?" And I'd say, "Yeah, sure." Like I'm, that's <laughs> all I do is songs, so why not? Um, and then the other side has sort of been. Uh, it's strange and it's flattering, but it's also very weird uh, because I've had a lot of songs on TV shows, which is funny to me because it's not like anyone would really ever know that I had a song on a TV show unless I, you know, posted on social media or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, but, you know, it's good. It's it's. I've had I had to make a list recently and I think I've had about 64 different placements on TV shows or commercials and things like that. And uh, it just helps pay the bills, you know. Oh, hell yeah.
1: <laughs> um so so is cold war actually is it officially out then
0: no i'm thinking early april uh, i was it's funny my uh my girlfriend was arguing with me not to put it out on april fool's day but i thought that would be <laughs> kind of funny because it's a friday i was like why not sort of that's sort of uh emblematic of something i don't know it should be a april fool's day sounds great
1: well it sort of goes with your sort of like uh like just go balls out with life sort of like attitude that you have, you just kind of go and just do it, so why not? i mean it, it suits you I think to to do that, so I hope you do that. Um, uh, tell us a little bit about um, the the new album, and I know you work you, you work alone and you play all the instruments i you probably have some favorite uh, uh tools that you like to use, some favorite this year that you work with some vintage uh, gear so Go ahead for the gearheads out there and, and, you know,
0: you don't have to divulge any, you know, super secret stuff, but. <clears throat> oh, no, it's, there's no secrets to it at all. Uh, <laughs> okay. It's, it's a lot of uh, making bad sounds until something sounds good. Um, I mean, I like, I like old pieces of equipment. I think that there's something, I don't know, there's kind of a story. They, it's nice to me to pick up different guitars and, and you know, I have an old Willitzer that was given to, given to me by a friend named Josh Oxford, who's a great instrumentalist himself. Uh, things like that, that, you know, if I can get, my idea has always been if you can get the sound in the room, you know, that, and it sounds good there, then you don't have to sort of trick the listener into thinking uh, this is some sort of electronic thing. Like I like to get Mm -hmm. the sounds in the room. And I think that, you know, there's something to old guitars and they have little quirks and there's things wrong with them. And maybe, maybe on a certain chord on a guitar, you know, a string buzzes the wrong way, but it creates a different texture. And I think all of that stuff is, uh, it's human, it's important, you know, it's, it's nice to keep that stuff in there. And I think it's relatable. So, I mean, I got, I got an old Gibson acoustic and an old Martin acoustic, and those are the two that I use that I've, I mean, this stuff has been, I've accumulated over like 10 years though. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, it's not like any, none of it, I spent $3,000 on any one thing. It was just sort of like getting lucky as I go. And, and uh. it's, yeah, I mean, I like that stuff. I just think it's cooler. It's nice to hear the buzz of an amp. I don't, I don't think it sounds right if it's too clean, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you so you build the songs What
1: you sit down behind the drum kit and, and you go and you put the bass and you, know, you play those scratch tracks. Is, 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 that, is, that, is that your sort of method?
0: Uh, y- yes and no. It's, the way that I usually do it, it's, it's going to sound totally insane, but I'm in an apartment and I did the whole record in a living room and I, on this record I only had two inputs, meaning I could only record one or two things at a time. Uh, so the way that I did all of the drum and percussion stuff was was I literally played them one piece at a time. Um, so essentially I'd lay down an acoustic guitar with a scratch vocal or an electric guitar with a scratch vocal, and then I would sort of go in and play the kick drum. And then the next track would have to be the snare drum and then the hi-hat or the ride cymbal. And and obviously that makes things like fills very complicated because you sort of have to imagine as you're doing it, like (laughs) leave a space here for a fill. It's a little insane and mathematical, but it's, it's the, uh, it's the only alternative I had short of going into a studio. Cause one of the things I decided on this one was I said, I'm not going to spend a dollar. I'm going to see what happens if I don't spend any money on a record. I don't go into a studio. I don't work with a bunch of people. I mean, I, I legitimately work with one person on this record. Uh, his name is Maxwell Butler, keyboard player. He does a lot of the organ stuff on there on the, on a world in pieces. He played the organ. He's just, he's great. Um, but other than that, yeah, I just kind of sat there with every song for, for hours and tried to make it work. Yeah, that would take hours. Um, you,
1: you would get real good isolation on the drum,
0: so... <laughs> yeah, no, <there's, laughs> the, the funny thing out. about that, you have to make sure you don't have too much isolation. Yeah. Uh, it's, it can be, you know, you don't want to play it too clean because then it's going to sound robotic. So it's, yeah. it's, I would try to do stuff because I'm not like looping things. It's essentially like, if I'm playing the snare drum with fills, I wanted to actually play it as one whole track. So you really mm-hmm. have to sort of plan for it uh, ahead of time. And, and it's interesting because you know, I think after a long period of time, you get better at playing sort of with yourself on a track, it, but it, it takes a lot of time and a lot of albums, and the early ones, when I listen to them now, they, I mean, honestly, some of it just sounds wrong. Uh, I wouldn't tell anyone which one it was, because obviously somebody probably likes it, but I hear it, and I kind of just go, ah, oh, God, I wish I didn't didn't try to do that, Phil. <laughs>
1: That's great, man. Um you are you're very real. You're very real, just like your music is, man. There's like, there's like nothing like pretentious or anything about you. So, so we're planning on releasing the album, you know, if not April first, sometime early in April. And then what's gonna, what is the next, um, what is the next six to twelve months look like for you? Are you gonna do, you, do you, I haven't even asked you, do you do shows, do you tour? I do, yeah. Um, yeah.
0: We had uh, the Von Furs play. We we did three shows last month. Um, all in LA, uh, but we were doing that for for a stretch. And I think at this point, I had the first rehearsal with what'll be the backing band for this album song. So I'm sort of going to try to go with two different bands. Half of the Von Fords are still going to be in this band because I love those guys. And anyone that would seem to fit stylistically, uh, I just kind of invited them on right away.
1: Okay, so so you're gonna put the, so you're gonna are you gonna leave California? or Are you gonna just kind of like keep it local or?
0: i mean i'd I'd love to it's it's uh you know the 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 complications of touring essentially uh when you when you live in a place like l a where everything's just kind of insanely expensive is obviously I may have to go out alone if I get to do that at first and then mm-hmm. maybe bring one person or something like that because obviously bringing five people who all have jobs when you're not making any money is sort of like, hey are you guys are willing to uh to get evicted for a month <laughs> you know <it's, laughs> it's kind of just like I can take that, I can take that bullet and try to see if I can cobble together enough money to take a month off. But I think asking five people to do that is probably tough. So we'll probably do band, band shows here and then maybe play outside of here by myself or with one person. Okay. Well, that's cool.
1: Is there anything else that you'd like the world to know right now
0: <laughs> about
1: Michael Mazzaki?
0: Uh No, I mean, I guess that's the gist of it. It just, just, Check out the music, and if you like it, go to a show, buy an album. I mean, it's, it's good to support the musicians you like, and I, uh, you know, I think it's, it's interesting. Everything's out there to listen to, but I, I still am someone who always buys the music and will go to a show if I like it, you know?
1: Um, you don't, I, I didn't find an official uh, website for you, but you do have SoundCloud and Bandcamp, correct? Is, is that the best way for people to check you out?
0: Yeah, they got SoundCloud, Bandcamp, there's a Reverb Nation. Uh, I have a Facebook page and then The Von Furs have a website. It's just thevonfurs.com.
1: Okay. And that is Michael Mazaki, M M-I-C-H, I C H uh, M I C H A E L M A Z O C H. Uh, for uh, for everybody out there uh so if you want to find him and you can find him on Facebook, Reverb Nation like I said, SoundCloud, and um, I was looking at the Bandcamp site where you've got like pretty much looks pretty much like maybe everything you've done. Uh, so if everybody yeah. wants, yeah, a lot of it, a lot of the stuff is is there. Um, Michael, uh, can you uh, hang on? We're going to wrap up, but I'd like to do like a bonus question for, with you. Uh, if, sure. if you got a second, yeah, of course. All right. All right. Uh, My, Michael Mozaki, everyone, uh, fantastic singer-songwriter you really need to just hear. So just go check him out. You can find him on SoundCloud, like I said, and Bandcamp and reverberation, that way you can really stream the music and hear it there. Um, my name is Lou Lombardi. You're listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. That's LudiniRockandRollCircus.com. And one more time for our sponsor, Positively Pittsburgh Live, PPLMag.com. Go check them out, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget that every uh, Wednesday there's a new interview, and every Saturday there is a new music podcast. So you definitely want to check it out. LudiniRockAndRollCircus dot and we will see you guys on the next podcast.